We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Are you engaged in your work or not? And I guess maybe it comes down to is your job what you do, who you are, or somewhere in between? Perhaps, Doc? Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of research on disengaged employees because the stats are startling. And so if you're listening right now thinking, okay, so if I have a couple of disengaged employees, what does that matter? Let me use a timeout here. Let me use a timeout and go back a step. How, How are we defining engagement or disengaged? Yes, exactly. That's a great question, Tommy. So Gallup poll is the most popular survey that a lot of organizations use to track their engagement. And what does that actually mean? It means that it's linked to morale, Mm -hmm. productivity, and bottom line. So if you have an engaged workforce, you actually outperform your peers by 147%. Wow. If you have a disengaged workforce, then you're not meeting the customer satisfaction. You're not meeting. Listen to this. This is crazy. The error rate is it it causes 60 percent increase in error rates and defects. You do better to flip a coin. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's why this kind of blows me away, because. So many of organizations talk to me about this and say, yeah, 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 because I keep pressing them. This is all about connection. Mm-hmm. It is all about culture right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you show those startling statistics and how it affects their bottom line, then you get their attention. So say you pay one of your employees $60,000 a year and you find out through this engagement survey that they're disengaged. That actually is costing you $20,000. So it really does affect organizations. Disengagement is bad, and it's at the all-time high. Here's another thing I found out. Harvard just came out with the results of their longest-running survey on happiness, and they found out that 300 million adults are lonely and unhappy right now. So this is what we're talking about. We're struggling. 300 million How many people are in the country? That is a really good question. 350 million, I think. Wait, what are they saying? Is that in a country yeah. in the world? 
No, in the world. 300 oh, okay. million adults in the world reported being right. unhappy, three, which is linked to loneliness. They're lonely. 330 million in the United States. That's what threw me, Michelle, because I'm thinking, Lord Almighty, is everybody like me? Um, <laughs> it, it definitely got my attention, and it's all related, right? Is yeah. that we're just, we're lonely, we're disconnected, and we're not engaged, and that is affecting our productivity and our bottom line. So if your listeners are like, okay, great, this is kind of scares me, and and it's affecting my bottom line, what do I do about it? Mm-hmm. And so it's, I think it's pretty easy. If you just focus 10% of your time at work, focusing on culture and creating a culture of connection, moments of connection, one interaction a day can significantly improve well-being. Just one interaction a day. So what does that look like, what you just said? What would that look like in a workplace for people that can't put that together? Yeah, exactly. So I'll give you two examples, one on a macro scale. So one organization that I work with is Auctioner, and they have 40,000 employees. And Pete November is the brand new CEO. So the first thing he did is he went on a listening tour to try to understand where everybody was, where their mental health was, where their headspace was, where their morale was. And then he held an, an hands all hands on deck meeting with his 4,000 leaders just two Fridays ago, brought everybody together at the convention center. And it was him, Pete, his executive team, and his 4,000 leaders. And he linked everybody to what is the purpose, what are we trying to do, what does it mean to our patients, you are important, we care about you, we want you to enjoy coming to work because they know that's linked to patient experience, which is linked to um, revenue. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's a macro example because that's expensive, right? You bring everybody in the same room, but you say, here's what we're trying to accomplish. Here's our strategic vision, and you matter, and we're going to do it together. And they spent the day doing that. Now, something as easy, going back to the kind of down to the micro tactical level, is if you're sitting there listening to this, you're like, okay, well, I'm a leader and I need to have engaged employees. You actually begin, if you have a Zoom call, you begin asking them how they're doing. And you, you show that you care about them as a full person and that it's not just the, the results, the goals that they achieve or, or they don't achieve every day. So that's what we're seeing. Real connection is this shared experience, right? So you and I are right now are having this a shared experience. We're having a connection. It's not just one-way transactional. And employees need to feel that they're seen, heard, valued, and respected. So when you say, um, how you doing? See, I'm old school, Michelle. I am, I am an old school guy that thinks, uh, you know what, if you want to have fun, you pay them to do it. If you want to go to an amusement park, you want to play golf, you want to do whatever, you pay for that privilege, right? You want to go burrow riding in, uh, down the Grand Canyon. But if you have to do something and it's maybe not pleasant, they pay you for that. That's the compensation that you get. What you're telling me is my old school model doesn't work anymore? because <laughs> i am that way Sorry. i honestly am it's like you know what if you want to if you if you go if you expect to have fun and be entertained you pay for that but if they pay I, you I, I hear you yes okay. yes 
Yes, I hear you, and I hear that a lot. And I, I was brought up like you. You show up, you work hard, you put as in your hard hours, as you can. And your paycheck, and your paycheck is your reward. By God, well, yes, and I and though, it. wait, the Go other ahead. side of that is, and if you work hard and hang in there, it, it'll reap rewards. And for me, that model worked out. But I guess you're saying times have changed. And that's exactly right. That's the shift. Times have changed. We keep forcing that. This, this old paradigm that you and I, believe me, I was like that. I used to run an, an executive mentor program, and I'd have focus groups with my executives who I was trying to get them to motivate my business students who were the first, you know, the, the millennials who first told us, whoa, 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 we want work-family balance. We don't want to live like our parents lived. That was toxic. We don't, and, and we fought back. I, I hear you. But we just can't do that anymore because they keep yelling pretty much at us through these surveys. We're not engaged. We're not happy. And we're going to leave. And guess what? If you're listening right now and and you're an employer, you don't want your workforce to leave. You don't want it to negatively affect your customers. You don't want it to decrease your profits. So I think it's they're finally getting our attention, Tommy. All right, let's take a break. We'll pick it up here at 504-260-1870. If you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear from the audience. Are you old school like I am where, you know what, you keep your head down, you keep working hard, something bad happens, you suck it up, you just keep pushing, and if you work hard, it will pay out, pay off for you in the long run, or are you concerned with, and, and Michelle, one thing I'll ask you when we come back is, okay, it's changed now where, yeah, I need a balance between family life and work well okay but then don't scream about compensation and say that you can't achieve what your parents did we'll see when we come back tommy tucker michelle johnson our guest the guest on chair of business at loyola university author of a seismic shift in leadership how to thrive in a new era of connection we're talking about engagement in the workplace not the personnel hr kind but you know we'll be right back wwl 922 here on WWL, and we're talking with our friend Michelle Johnson, the Gaston. Am I saying it right, Michelle? Yes. I love saying that. Did, did you notice or not? <laughs> I just love saying You're it. I'm going to say it again. The Gaston, chair of business at Loyola University, author of A Seismic Ship and Leadership, How to Thrive in a New Era of Connection. We're talking about engagement in a workplace and a new Gallup poll that showed, Michelle? Oh, that it's bad. That we have, I think, 60% increased in, in disengaged workers. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's at, a whole, it's at an all-time high, Tommy, and so right bad now. that So bad that when employees are unhappy, the error rate goes to 60%, which would indicate to me, Michelle, a level of sabotage almost beyond just chance. You think I'm making stuff up in my head or not? Because I do that. No, you're not making stuff up in your head at all. It, it ultimately affects the customer experience. And so I guess your question before we took break is a really valid one is, what do we do if, if, if a lot of your listeners right now are like us and, and they were you know kind of old school, like work is work, you show up, you work hard, and then you'll be compensated. What in the world is this new culture? But we can't ignore the fact that these are it's a new era, and these are new types of employees who want more out of life. And can we really say, no, we're not giving it to you? But, Michelle, as I said earlier before the break, then don't 
don't complain if you can't achieve what your parents. Here's the thing. Here, and let me explain it this way, and you can tell me if I'm off base. It seems like what I'm hearing is we don't want to work as hard as our parents did, but then on the other hand, you're complaining that you can't achieve what your parents achieved. Well, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Is that a fair comparison or not? Is it as simple as, well, you know, if you want your parents to work, work as hard as they did. Maybe you don't see your kids as often as you'd like. And I know that sounds terrible, but there were a lot of times I got up on Christmas Day to go emcee a car giveaway at a casino where I didn't want to do it, but I couldn't turn the money down. No, you're absolutely right. However, I hear you, and what we're finding is the productivity is still there. It's just that they might want more flexibility. And if a company can give an employee more flexibility right now, and that increases the productivity, which increases the revenue, why not? Mm -hmm. See, I have found some leaders who are just very, they're resistant to allowing the employees this flexibility and creating this new work that they want because they're losing control. And a lot of leaders don't like losing control. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the productivity is down. You can still demand accountability. Here is what I expect for you to perform. Here are the right. Here are the goals that I want you to meet, so and there will be consequences. And not a maze, a map, and not a maze is what you're yes, saying. Yes, right? well said, well said. I, I just think that that we are all change is hard, and we are in the middle of a seismic shift of change. Everything is changing, but if we don't listen to what all these employees are saying, they are quitting. And you're right, and ultimately they're sabotaging the customer experience, which affects the bottom line. So, are you just going to continue if you're a leader? being resistant to this new world of work? God, I hope not. This is a pretty good text here that came in. What indicates that this is a paradigm shift more so than just the age of the workers we're talking about? None of us wanted to put our head down and work hard when we were young, but at a certain age you realize that that's the way it has to be done. Your thoughts on that? Yes, and I think that that if you ignore, I, I was speaking to the global president of Kind Bars, the snack bars, and we talked about Juan Martin, and and he said, okay, our employees at Mars are telling us that they still do want flexibility, and we want to give that to them because they are more productive and they're happier and they treat our customers better. So what does that look like? Well, if they're going to now work from home on Mondays and Fridays, why in the world should we make them come in? If they're just as productive, we're asking them to come into the office Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and then we have face-to-face connection, more collaboration. He said it's a win-win for us if you listen to your employees. So, again, I think there's an and here, Tommy. I think it's we expect you to work hard, and we also respect this new world of work and flexibility. And if you want to stay home on Mondays and Wednesdays and we can afford to do that and your productivity is just as high, then why? Be resistant to that. Was the pandemic a watershed as it relates to this? Or has this something? It's not, not, has it been coming along slowly and then all of a sudden the pandemic was a watershed or did the water, did the pandemic cause it? Oh, it was coming along slowly. We were seeing a rise in disengagement and then all of a sudden everybody was at home and they could then, they were given more freedom Right. That, that is something else that I've seen leaders do. They said I've spoken to, to leaders who said, you know what, we went through the pandemic and you were empowered and you figured it out. And and we want to keep that environment. So tell us what works for you. That's what I'm saying, Tommy, that do we all now that the pandemic is 
is over? Do we all demand that it goes back to the way it was? Because I don't think that was good. I think there were a lot of toxic work cultures, and we put up with it because it was just the way it was. One jerk boss can affect everybody negatively. Either get rid of the jerk boss or rehab the jerk boss so that he's not he or she as as controlling and micromanaging. It's a new world of work. Let's create it together. Why don't you ask the question, you know, if you're listening, ask the question, to, and, and you've conducted an engagement survey and your scores are down, then, then have a roundtable and, and ask your people, what works for you? What do you want to get out of this? Do you feel aligned with our mission and our goals? How can we connect you to each other better? Ask those questions. I think a lot of people are scared to ask. Are people afraid to answer? Because when, when you know, you talk about how are you doing Fine. How's everything at the company? <laughs> Great. You got any issues? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I just had this conversation this past weekend with um, with a, a, an employee in a company, and she said, Michelle, we, we're in the legal department, and we were the only division with horrible engagement scores. And, and, and our leader wants us to all come together and talk about it. And nobody's going to talk about it. They said it anon- anonymously, but they're not going to say it in front of the leader. You're the problem. Yep. So, yeah, that is really tough because a lot of times disengagement is a reflection of the leader, right? But the leader has to ask those tough questions. You know, I care about you. I want this to be a place where you come to and, and you enjoy your work because that that affects everybody in a positive way. Ask the questions so that they will be more likely to trust you. Psychological safety. I just heard Amy Edmondson talk, and she's at Harvard, and she coined the word psychological safety. And she looked at all of this research of NASA and when all of the the big disasters happened, and, and they lost shuttles and they lost rockets. It all can be boiled down to a lack, like what you were just talking to, Tommy, a lack of psychological safety, not feeling like you can speak up and say, I'm really unhappy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And I'm going to leave until it's too late. And that's the last thing you want. Looking at some of the questions they asked here, I know what is expected of me at work. That seems like a management 101. You got to tell people what they're supposed to do, right? I have the materials and equipment. I need to do my work, right? Well, if you're working from home, that would be on you. Yeah, that, that is a really good question. And that is a conundrum right now is if you're, an employer and your workforce is saying like Salesforce, Salesforce, they said, okay, they still want to work from home. So we're going to require you quarterly to come and have face-to-face meetings. We will pay for that. Mm -hmm. So we will, since we're going to save on the real estate costs, we will set you up and make sure that you have the resources at home to work. And we're going to require you either once a month or once a quarter to get together. We'll pay for it. So that we can have that team face-to-face collaboration because that's also what drives results. So that is a conundrum, and each organization is going to have to figure that out. I'll say this, all due respect, I came back to work March, I think it was, after the pandemic, March of last year. And I love coming into the office. It's a completely different thing. And I guess for some, this is just a completely different feel, a different vibe for what I do, which is different. But is it? can you have the same vibe at home? Can you have the same? Because I just wonder here with some of the changes we've made after the pandemic, I don't know who answers the phone because we used to have a receptionist and we don't. I presume it goes somewhere. Can you have the same vibe without having everybody all together in one place? 
No. And I do believe that we have to find this sweet spot. I believe that people coming out of the pandemic are saying, no, 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 no. I just want to stay home. No, I want to stay home because I have leaders saying, yeah, but Michelle, I'm watching them on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And it's like they've melted into their chair and they're miserable, but they're holding on to their chair saying, don't make me leave my chair. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And that's what that's I think interesting. is Why? study. That, right. It's what? like, we're lonely. We're disconnected. So can conflicted or what? Chair? Yeah. Can you please leave your chair? Yeah. And then they get back to the office. They're like, oh, I do miss people. Oh, yeah. So I think there, there's this middle place that we need to find. Yes, you, I do. I want you to have flexibility and be able to pick up your kids from school. And I need you to still meet these goals and come in a little bit face-to-face because that's that's what we're about. Another question. The last seven days, I've received recognition or praise for doing good work. I guess I would presume that you've done good work, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, that is something that you really have to embed. That's what I have figured out, Tommy, is that this connection that we need so that we're not lonely and so that we're more productive, it's got to be intentional right now. Unless you're like, unless you're a you and you're coming to the office every single day, these moments of connection are just not happening. And so you've got to embed time. Like I need to make sure I'm showing appreciation. If my, if my people aren't coming in the office, how are you showing appreciation? 
are they hearing it? Because that's going to affect morale. And because it all goes back to what you opened up this whole conversation with. We have a highly disengaged workforce right now in the United States, and it's a problem. So what are you going to do about it? My supervisor or someone at work seems to care about me as a person now, having taken numerous training modules with the company. I'm very, very leery to care about anybody as a person. And that may sound terrible, but I don't want to overstep any boundary. I, you know, one module tells you to, to not uh, bother anybody or intrude. The other module tells you to reach out and meet people. I don't know what to do, Michelle. I really don't. Oh, that's tough. That is a tough one. Yeah, because I don't know what training modules, what, what this organization is trying to communicate. Well, I'm for, of, wait, first yeah. of all, I'm for whatever this organization is trying to communicate. I want to, I want to be firmly behind my company <laughs> and tell you that whatever it is, I'm for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Right. Because the, the research is showing, though, that we do need meaningful interaction. And, and as I said, the Harvard study that just came out, one interaction a day can improve our well-being. You are going to love this, Tommy. So I'm hopping into an Uber last Friday to go to the Sheraton to deliver the keynote for the Women's Leadership Summit. And as I get into my, my Uber, I have all this research going through my head about how important connection is. But I don't want to talk to the Uber driver because I'm trying to get centered and focused on what in the world is going to come out of my mouth for 59 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. But about halfway through the, the ride, I'm starting to feel guilty. Like I need to make a meaningful connection because oh, maybe that will help the, the Uber driver. I don't think so. So I, so I, so I said, you know, just – the, the slightest little thing, I just said, good morning, how is your day? And I ended up having this beautiful connection with this human being, and it was fantastic. And you know what's really interesting that he said to me? Hmm. He said, here's what I've learned. This is the Uber driver. He said, if you can begin each day, this came out of his mouth, Tommy, with a, with a giggle and a groove, Life is good. And I wrote that down on my phone. I said, isn't that beautiful? If you can begin each day with a, with a giggle and a groove, life is good. But I got out of the Uber thinking that's what it means to be human is connection. And I think we're getting so caught up in our own little worlds, like what you were saying earlier, that we're not intentionally connecting to our great detriment. All right, let me take a break. I want to talk about compensation. Where does that fit in all of this? Because, again, um people coming out of college and and I don't know what generation we're on now maybe what do we what's the latest one Z Z I think generation Z or Z. generation Z can't afford a, a, a I don't know what happens next maybe it's alphanumeric with generations but um they can't afford the what their parents did um so where does compensation fit in all of this and can you compensate yourself out of meaningful um, interactions and praising and engagement, et cetera. We're talking to Michelle Johnson, Gaston Chair of Business at Loyola University and author of A Seismic Shift in Leadership, How to Thrive in a New Era of Connection. And text me at 504-260-1870. That's the Oakland Art Jeweler Talk and Text Line. And let me know if you feel engaged at work, if you're a manager, do you... Uh, feel it necessary to engage your employees, or do you think they should just show up and do what they're supposed to do? Because that's their job. And how do you get the most out of your employees? And if you are an employee, what do you need from your boss so that you will give 100% plus, if there is such a thing? 937-23-10, traffic now, WWL. 
9.43, 17 before 10. Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Michelle Johnson, Gaston Chair of Business at Loyola University, author of A Seismic Shift in Leadership, How to Thrive in a New um, Era of Connection, New Gallup survey of roughly 67,000 people surveyed. Only 32% of workers are engaged in their work compared with 36% in 2020. So where, Michelle, does compensation fit into all of this? Can you compensate your way out of a dissatisfied employee? So in the beginning, you can, and compensation does drive engagement. If an employee feels that they're getting paid fairly, it definitely keeps them motivated to produce. What's really interesting, though, is in the exit surveys, the reason why people leave is not because of the compensation. It's because of a bad boss. And get this, Tommy, this is interesting. In, in a recent survey, one out of three employees would give up $5,000 a year in their salary to be happier at work. This is what we're talking about. Well, it's about culture. I tell people, young young people, you know, when my kid was 26 now, but um, at the time it's like, well, and I tell young people this, that if $10,000 is not going to make you happy. Now, you might be able to swallow a lot of, you know what, for $100,000 difference, maybe, but not $10,000. I guess at some point there's a scale, but 10000 is not going to make you happy. It's not worth being miserable over that. But that being said, um, how, how does anybody ever really feel that they're being fairly compensated? Because everybody thinks that they're worth more, No. Yes, and if if you do the benchmarks and and you feel that this is the average salary, you you are in that sweet spot, and you feel that you're getting paid fairly, then you're more likely to stay and you're more likely to be productive. I think this shift that we're talking about again is they care. They, as in the millennials, Gen Z, this this new workforce, they care much more about well being. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and, and what you told your children is, is correct. $10,000 is not going to really make a difference. And that's what they're actually now telling us is I would rather be happier at work. I'm willing to leave and to work for a company that I believe in. I believe in the mission. I believe that they care about me and they invest in me as a person. I know what the career path looks like. I I develop as a leader. I want to be in a company like that. So what we're hearing is that the compensation package is not the end-all, be-all for this new workforce. Somebody texted in, the notion of toll as a virtue in America goes all the way back to the Puritans. We're hardwired to assume that giving 110% and being miserable is supposed to be satisfying. It isn't anymore. Any truth to that? Well said. Whoever sent that text in, yes, that is exactly what we're finding, is this whole just work, 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 and and then you retire and, and die. Like that, you know, it's just there's more to life. Retire? and No, you, you don't retire. You work until you die. <laughs> what the hell is going on with the work ethic in this country? Um, tell me this. What makes a bad boss, somebody listening right now, that – they might be sitting there as an employee and saying, that's right, Michelle, preach it. Or maybe as a boss, they're saying, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm guilty of that. What makes for a bad boss? Yeah, a bad boss, a jerk boss, a toxic boss these days is somebody who is all about control. And they micromanage, and it's about power, and it's transactional. You just do this because I say so. 
the shift in, in a good leader these days looks like a leader who says, hey, here's the direction we're going in. Here's what I expect from you. I'm going to hold you accountable. And how do we do this together? And are you working on projects that you think fit your skill set? And what, is your career, what are your career goals and how can I best support you? So, so again, I, I don't want your listeners to think that we're not demanding that employees are accountable and perform because we are. Mm-hmm. You can just do it in a way that says, and, and I care about you and I want to help you grow and I want to help you succeed because that is what well-being is about. When it comes to retail, um, I know you've done a lot of studies and work and so forth in the field. How, how can uh, how do uh, fast food places? I'm thinking of Chipotle for one, or not that I've ever been there, but those types of places. How do you keep the employees engaged, where they actually care if the order is right, they care about the quality of the food, et cetera? That is a great question, and I have an excellent case study for you with one of our own Louisiana um, best best practices, Todd Graves and mm-hmm. Raising Kings. I thought you were going to bring that up for some reason, because it seems like of all uh, of the few food fast food places that I do um, patronize, that's one where they do seem to care and they seem to get it right. Oh, my goodness. And so he went and, and worked in college at, at a Guthrie's, a chicken finger place when he was at Georgia. I was at Auburn. We're the same age. We had one there, too. He says, you know, they're on to something. I'm going to go back to Baton Rouge, where he's from, and open up, and he's going to call it Raising Cane's, and open up a chicken finger, chicken finger place at the gates, the first one, on LSU, and I'm going to make it a different fast food experience. I'm going to make it so that they have fun at work, and they don't wear awful polyester clothes that they're embarrassed about, mm-hmm. and we're going to listen to really good music, and we're going to empower the people in drive through to, like, make jokes. And to have fun. And, and that changed everything. Raising Cane's is one of the most popular and successful restaurant chains. Right now I'm talking to you from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm not even in um, New Orleans. And last night we tried to go through Raising Cane's Chicken. There was a line down the street. We wow. didn't even make it. To, and, and they're opening up 13 new ones in the Baltimore area, and, and it takes an hour to get through the drive through What are they doing differently? They're creating this positive work environment where people want to be there and high quality, of course, food. But it has to do with the culture. Todd Graves made an incredible investment in, in culture when he founded Raising Cane's, and it pays off. So compare and contrast, I've never worked fast food. I don't want you to name any other place, but what does Todd Graves and Raising Cane's do to, uh, and I know you touched on some of them, to um, inspire their employees, to encourage them, uh, motivate them that other places don't? Do I always thought that, you know, when you go to places and they sh- say the shake machine is broken, if they were making a nickel for every shake they sold, then maybe it might not always be broken. But he, what does he have? What does he do that other places are not? It's just about the, the overall culture of it? Yeah, he makes that workplace fun, and he shows them. He does, they, they invest so much money in training their leaders who run those stores, mm-hmm. and those leaders are trained to build this positive culture in each store and to say, I care about each of you, and if you want a career here, we're going to make it happen for you. Here's what you need to do to get to be a supervisor. And then if you get to be a supervisor and you want to go bigger, here's what you can do to get into our corporate offices. 
They set career paths out for their people to say, I care about you. And if you really like what we're about, one love is their mantra, one love, one love. They're, they sell chicken fingers, and their mantra is one love. If you buy into this and show that, that you want to be here forever, we will make it happen for you if you show up and you work hard. And so that career path is really important, but the leaders are trained to say, we're going to create a positive workspace where you have fun, you enjoy coming to work, you deliver exceptional customer experience, and we will reward you. One thing I did see in the survey, one of the questions they asked was about the, and you mentioned it earlier, Michelle, and we only have a couple of minutes left, was about the, the mission of the company and what the company was out to do. That is, a, that it, has that changed a lot from in the old days where, you know, I'm not trying to be funny here, but as long as you weren't working for the Nazis, it was like, yeah, whatever. Yes, that's what you're absolutely right. That's what we're finding is that this generation really wants to make a difference in the world. They want to work for an organization that they're proud of. And so going back to the kind bars, I mean, Juan Martin says, if you are a part of our kind organization, we expect you to be kind to one another because every act of kindness equals seven more acts of kindness. And our mission through kind bars is to make the world of kinder place. He's not kidding. Mm -hmm. And and employees are saying, we want to work for a place that we're proud of and whether it's helping the climate whether it's sustainability, reducing plastics, making the world a kinder place, healthier living, healthier eating, whatever it is, we're finding that you really want your employees to – you want to connect your employees to the vision of the company and make them proud. And that's related to age in a way, or do the people that are, say, 50 and above care about that as much as they do money? Is there a, at some point a, an, a, an age where it breaks? You know, I don't know the stat on that, but I can say that you are right. The younger generation cares a whole lot more about, it, it appears to me, about the overall environment and well-being than, than I feel like. I'm 53, mm-hmm. and so I, and I think you and I were brought up and, and just show up and work, and yep. we did. Yes, and continue <laughs> to do so. And, and continue to do did. so. That's right. Thank you, Michelle. Have a, say, a good time in Baltimore and safe travels, okay? Thank you so much, Good Tommy. To you. Y'all right. take care. Okay, Michelle bye. Johnson, Gaston Chair of Business at Loyola University, author of A Seismic Shift in, Shift in Leadership, How to Thrive in a New Era of Connection. And I'm just I, I'm old school and always will be. 9.53, 7 till 10. Newell's coming up next. We'll see what he's got for you when we return here on WWL. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.